I've talked about it on my TikTok. I've said it on my social media statuses that Mikey from Savage Hands and Rory from Dayseeker coming through for a segment to drink some beer on Drink It or Leave It. And for traditional sense, we're going to take one of them and we're going to shotgun it for the first taste test. So. He's the face. We're not gonna shotgun it. <laughs> no, I was like, like, "What are you doing?" Oh boy, dude! I'm yeah, like, "Yeah, maybe this man. guy." Yeah. <laughs> when you said we're gonna shotgun, I'm looking. I looked at all three of them, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like, <laughs> like, hey. I don't turn it. I won't turn you down. You know, <laughs> we're rock stars in here. We can't be turning that shit down. No, so dude, I, that's uh, what we do. I, I think it's like, about blood. These are gonna go down good. <laughs> exactly, because they're IPAs and shit. Well, the August Burns Red ones an ale, so it's like whatever. But Rory and I were DMing real quick before we came on. He's like, "Wait, I don't have to like fucking chug these." Right? I was like, "Nah, dude." Like, I was like, "If you want to, dude, like that's totally cool." Like, I, don't I didn't know if shit. this was supposed to be like hot ones, but you get your guests just like fucked up, like instead of making <laughs> wow. them like hot wings. You, know? that might you be just a gave us the thing. new idea for when we do this in person. <laughs> It's also like a great idea for a lawsuit to happen too. So that's like awesome. Like, well, you make them sign something, obviously, before we do yeah. this. Like, yeah, here's this NDA to come on the podcast. Like, that's <laughs> totally chill and relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I, th- I I appreciate you guys coming by. Um, welcome. Uh, Rory's going on tour soon. Mikey's going to the studio. Hopefully soon in Tennessee. So it you know things start to look up, but uh, we're here to drink some beers and just fucking chill. And like talk about what the future holds and shit. So how are you guys doing though, by the way, before we start start cracking these open? I'm in the process of moving around. I I'm renting a spot now after I sold my house and then I'm moving back home with the parents for a couple of months before I moved straight moved to Nashville, uh, Tennessee. And we're about to go to the studio in October, November, which is tight. And that's just pretty much what's been going on. We've just been writing music and hanging out. I've been lifting, getting getting swole. Dude, swole, you're getting dude. fucking jacked, though. Like, on a serious note. All vocalists in the scene, I'm telling you. I'm coming for it. Title's James mine. Blake, he would like a word like, with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm in a subcategory, though. I'm, like, tiniest swole vocalist Featherweight. in the scene. You know? It's like, I can't compete. Yeah, you got people like Jake from ABR and freaking yeah. <laughs> Ronnie Rack. It's like pretty. He's pretty ripped, honestly. Have you ever seen pictures of him? I mean, he's always performing with his shirt off and stuff. He's pretty ripped too. <clears throat> so you're and, just you're trying to get into that category, though. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I I had I told people that like because people were like, "Oh, like what made you like want to get in shape and stuff?" Like. And I was like, well, my reason is because like it makes me feel better. So right. if, you feel, if you feel whatever whatever skin you feel best in, stick with that, you know. But for me, yeah, I'm just trying to look good, feel good. But uh, but yeah, that's just pretty much what's been going on. Just all positive vibes all around, trying to keep it cool because mm-hmm. the pandemic totally depressed me along with probably a lot of other people. So mm-hmm. I had to find a way to like break out of that yeah i don't blame you and rory um it's cool that you guys are going back on tour with we came as romans and uh they reached out to me on tiktok because like i had i do a segments where i just preach bands and shit 
So one of the bands in the segments was Dayseeker, and they were like, that's our dude. I was like, I know. I was like, you guys are going on tour with him soon. <laughs> then they follow me back. I was like, all right, I can retire this career now on TikTok if they follow me back. So now it's real. But Yeah, they're, uh, they're good guys, man. I'm excited. I'm excited to get out there. Um, <clears throat> I have a... I had a daughter about seven or eight months ago, so that'll be that's like the only bummer I think of leaving for tour now is like I, I had COVID like a month ago and I had to like not see her for like ten days and it, it fucking oh. sucked. So uh so I but I feel like it was a soft tour prep to like not yeah, get to I get... around her as much maybe, but uh mm-hmm. no, it's uh I'm I'm really happy though otherwise. It'll be It'll. It feels like really surreal that it's happening though, because I think mm. I just got so used to like not, not playing yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Two years feels like it's been an eternity, and I honestly, can't it's been two years, man. Like, and, and it's weird when we went from twenty twenty to twenty twenty one, and now we're going to be in twenty twenty two, and it's like, when the fuck was the next year supposed to be happening? Like, that's so <clears> confusing. <throat> like, but no, I'm just, I'm just, I mean, I, I'm hoping for the best for the both of you. I mean, because you guys do this professionally um you do it you know on the road so like we just you know we just want to have the best blessings for the both of you and the rest of this industry just to get back to a normal schedule and talk and drink beers see you guys in person mm-hmm. live when you guys come around that's easy because we're from philadelphia so wouldn't be a problem but yeah that's nice. awesome man yeah that's uh that's our first stop i think at the yeah you're the theater of living arts yeah it's a good venue if you guys are have you ever played there before we did. It's a cool venue. I we had really bad sound the last time we played. There's just some. It's weird. There's some rooms you play where like it can be like the biggest stage and the coolest room, and it just sounded like shit. The whole, it, like <laughs> to, uh, to us, anyways, when we were playing. Um, so I hope I hope that doesn't happen again because that that's like our first show back. But Hopefully they well, got a new sound Just like you can like take all that bad energy and go right down the street and go get like a Jim's cheesesteak and mm. like get that real Philly authentic feel. So, and then, like, if you have a bunch of beers like you do today, like, it tastes even better. So, there you go. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's secret grease, dude. It's not the best cheesesteak, but it's definitely in your area. That's it's good. Go it's a good drunk cheesesteak, dude. Correct. There's like a classification. You got like <laughs> cheesesteaks that just taste fantastic when you're drunk, but if you taste it sober, it tastes like shit. And that Jim's cheesesteaks are exactly what that is. There were two spots right by the venue, and we had. I don't know. We went to one that like looked more poppin', but then somebody told us there was a different one that was like better. And the one I had was just kind of okay. But it's I think it's literally on the corner. Like it's probably Jim's. That was definitely Jim's. Might have been, yeah. Jim's yeah. is pretty poppin'. There's like an upstairs level too. It's like a, it looks like a nifty fifties kind of thing. Like yeah, stuff. that was it. It was yeah. it was decent. If somebody told me though there was another one, I swear to God, like a minute or two away that was like a lot better, but we we just went with that one. I hope it's not Geno's or Pass because they're totally invalid and they're not from Philly if they say that. Because <laughs> they're the touristy <laughs> parts of... You gotta do it like, like once, man. Like, I went to Geno's. Yeah. Like, it's not bad, but like we get picky when we have them as a privilege in our fucking back door or, or backyard all the time. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, the, it's like the photo op place to go. Like anytime like Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football is here, what the hell do they do? They go to the, the Pats and Geno's freaking line. They're like, oh, it's Pats and Geno's cheesesteaks, dog. Look at this. <laughs> like, wow, I haven't seen this before. Awesome. No, really? Um, Mikey, do you, you're you're the honorary guest and basically put this together. Do you want to start with your homebrew with Dogfish Head or is there something else you want to start with? Because we only have three beers that we're trying out real quick. 
We can try this. I actually, uh, I know it's a homebrew, but I don't drink dogfish head at all. Like, I think I've only had like yeah. one ever. Um, I'm the same way, actually. Like, I love I love beer, but dogfish head has never been in like my top category. But I've never had this one before, so. Yeah, it smells good though. I like, liquid truth serum. Yeah, you're not obligated to drink the whole thing. I might not because I'll be wasted like I was the last episode with Andreas. But uh, drink it or leave it. Just a zero from five decibels are acceptable. It's a very IPA. official rating system too. So like when you think of a number, like you have to lock into it because it's going to go in the archive forever. Yeah, we literally have a website being built for the archives. So what? Yeah. <clears throat> what's the scale? Like one to ten? Zero one to, to five. five. So one zero point one to five can't go over five. I think I'm just copying off of the app uh, Taver, and this is not a sponsored fucking bit. Um, that's how I was able to get the August Burns Red Beer because you had to live in PA, yeah. and you can only buy six beers. And I was like, I have to do this. Like, we, I've, I haven't even. You had one of them, right? Because you gave me one it was I the constellations one the one i gave you was the, the that we all have right now is the leveler, leveler 10th anniversary yeah. but i have the yeah. constellations one that i drank and i wish uh i didn't i i didn't have enough to send but i didn't even think about it. my band did a collab beer with our hometown brewery and uh we did our excuse me our album release there and they had all the beers and stuff but they put them out in stores but they gave me it gave me a to take on tour, and we drank ninety of them before the tour. Fuck we you. only had a fucking tour. I was hey, I was supposed to bring Sean, Rory, Sean from our label, and like by the time we got out to California, half the tour, like the tour, like the tour got cut in California. So like once we got there, I was like. Well, maybe it's a good thing we didn't see Sean because I don't have any more beer. <laughs> but, uh, I give this a two out of five. Nice. Okay. I'm not. It's it's just a. I mean, everybody has their own, you know, particular wants and needs from a craft. But for me, it's just the. It's just a little bland. It's like a typical IPA. Yeah, like that's Yeah, it just tastes like just your typical ipa you know i wouldn't have been able i wouldn't have known that it was dogfish like if you would have poured this in because like i won't i won't buy dogfish but if someone was like hey like can you give me a craft beer and i was like her they only have one on tap it would be this one you know and like that would be fine drink it so i i like it i'm gonna drink it all i'll uh i'll give it I think I'm going to give it a three. Um, it's kind of, I had a big IPA phase in like my early 20s. And I got like, you know, you turn into like a beer snob after you drink yeah. piss, mm-hmm. piss beer in high school. You wear the, and then, you wear uh, the beanie and everything too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you start getting tattoos and shit. Yeah, uh, exactly. You start, you start then, a band. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then you, you make the biggest mistake of your life. And then yeah, uh, you become a drummer. No. And it's like, then you become an <laughs> asshole. So, <laughs> uh, no, I. Oh, that was a wrong I, camera. I'm, not, I'm not super into IPAs anymore, but this is actually pretty like, it's pretty refreshing. I, I like it. I I also, 
But because I had COVID a month ago, it has kind of fucked with my taste. Like I couldn't taste some stuff for like two days. And then like, I'd say I'm at like 50 or 60% now. Like some stuff I eat and I'm like, yeah, I can taste that. And other times I'm like, this shit tastes bland. And people really? are like, no, it's fine. I'm like, oh, fuck. All right. Like, I'm still. Like that still was missing. actually really elongated because they said it was supposed to be like a two week thing. But you're actually having like a elongated effect for it. Yeah, no, dude, I've, uh, at my job, I've helped people who had COVID and they've like told me that like months have gone by and they like still can't say, taste or smell anything. The, the fact that you're even like getting it back even slightly is kind of surprising because everybody that I've talked to that has either lost sense of smell or sense of taste or both, it's been like a year and they haven't regained anything. Wow. That's yeah. horrible. Damn, you're lucky, man. Yeah, seriously, I, fuck. I've never gotten COVID, so I wouldn't know, but, I mean... At least I hope I never got COVID. Oh, yeah, that's the thing, too. We we're don't even gonna know. We're all going to get it at some point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Honestly. We don't even know. I mean, point. I just get shooting boosters into my fucking veins, but, I mean, we just don't know. Like, I like it could be a possibility where, like, I am, like, asymptomatic, I, so I could have technically had it. Um, Like, my, my brother's uh ex-girlfriend that she was around, she had COVID. She was living in the house that I was living in. But I like stayed away and I was babysitting Zach's dog when they were on vacation. I never got COVID. So it's like, I don't know. It's crazy. But I already had one shot prior to that. It's it's, it's very tricky. But nonetheless, um, it is refreshing. I do like it. I bought this the one day. I was surprised by it. Um, but it's not one of my favorite IPAs. I think it's pretty good. I And I usually drink IPAs on a regular like... Um, Especially beer like, snob, dude. See, look, drummer, beer snob, it's all here. I could easily drink. I could easily drink a six pack of this and like be completely satisfied with it. But I'll definitely give it like a three three because it's like I, the like I could probably go back to a store and buy it again. But I would still like to explore other options. I don't think it's the best out there, but I think it's like totally worth to sit down, like something like this, and just chill and just fucking sip on it or something. Definitely got like summer vibe to it, but two point seven five dog. Give it like slightly wow. above average. That's oh shit, you specific. can get into decimals. Yeah, but okay. I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> yeah, you can. This ain't in the game. <laughs> it does change Fuck, the game. Dude. You can like dial it in. So definitely, like with the calibrated palette right now, like a two point seven five. It's not average, but it's not warranted to be above average. It's like right between there. So you wouldn't buy this again. Like if you had the opportunity to, like you know what, I can go for another six pack. Like I'm within the next I week. probably would personally, but yeah, yeah. It's not but bad. Who, what do I know? So, so topic conversation, Roy. Did you know you're popular on TikTok for some reason? I mean, there's got to be a reason for it. But did you know you're popular <laughs> on TikTok? Uh, no, not really. Um, I I feel, man, I feel like that that shit hits your age a little bit. Like I. Every time I have to download a new app, I'm like, oh, God, I can't, like... What a even, chore. Even when I got, I got... I had to, like, kind of get into Twitter a few years ago, and I was like, I don't get this shit. And then TikTok is kind of... I'm, like, kind of getting the hang of it, but when I downloaded it the first time, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I don't... I'm old as fuck. Like, I don't know how to use this shit, and, like, I don't, I don't want to use it because I, because I feel like <laughs> I just don't have the patience because I'm fucking in my 30s. But, uh, no, I... Uh, <clears throat> It's really weird. I posted like a couple videos and I also don't understand it though because some people are like, oh, you can like, your shit can like blow up kind of and it, it like, I posted just stuff that I post on my Patreon that just like longer clips of like live one takes and like they all got like 
couple thousand views, like nothing crazy. And then I, I did a one take of uh, this song called Already Numb. And I just kind of like didn't open the app for like a week. And then I went back and then it had like, <clears throat> it had like 40,000 views on it. And I was like, why? Like, I don't, why did that one? <laughs> like, that's yeah. not, that's not even a cover. Like, that's like an original, like that shouldn't really happen. So mm-hmm. that's the only time I was like, oh, cool. Like it, it like it worked a little bit, but then I posted other covers since then. And it's the same thing. They get like three or 4,000 views. So <clears throat> I have no idea. I don't know what makes, what makes your videos pop off or not, but nobody does. It's cool, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it seems like I see people who are really popular on there and it seems really cool. I just like, I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know. I don't know how to make it work for me. I just am going to keep posting weird shit and just see, see what <laughs> I'll definitely throw you some tips because like I've shared not only Savage Hands, but I've shared a, a fair amount of Dayseeker as well. Um, and I've kind of like debunked the algorithm, but it's still super weird. Like it's just like a fucking process. You have to like really take into consideration. Cause I told Zach, I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm going to see if I can make it work. And it's very interesting. So all I do basically, like if you don't know, like I just collab ours together. Like so, like the post hardcore, like Mikey is the face and Savage Hands is the face of my uh, playlist, which is my post hardcore, and that's gotten attention from the TikToks and shit. But I try to do like different parts and such. Like I'll do bands evolving over time, and like a perfect example of that is like Bring Me the Horizon, which is like such a very well evolved band that have gone more successful over the years, which is like cool shit and people like that and shit but going back to examples and stuff like i'll do like genre suggestions post hardcore metalcore this and that i had savage hands being one where it was like over twenty thousand views and it's like cool like it, but it's a collaboration you know what i'm saying so it's like savage hands awake at last until i wake which i got signed to fearless and i do other sections and like <laughs> it's crazy because like i guess like whatever the genre or i guess whatever the topic is it's like it's blank tiktok so i did a i did a segment which i had to go back into because i just got back off of like a really busy couple work weeks of work and i did a segment where it's like bands that are super underrated part one part two part three and i just posted a very small clip of sleep talk and dude that shit blew up like real fucking quick like oh i'm on day secret tiktok i'm like i guess was, like was that I guess. Marsh- marshmallow commented on it right was that, that the was one? the pop punk one. Oh, that was the pop punk one yeah, yeah it was like but still welcome to the next generation like- of pop punk or some shit yeah. but three hundred forty-eight thousand views thirty thousand likes and these people just I don't know, man. There's like a there's like a there's a collective community for Savage Hands and and Dayseeker throughout TikTok, which is pretty fucking incredible. That's sick, man. I I didn't know I didn't know that video did that well. I man, I just I wish I had the energy. I don't know. I feel it, like especially having having a kid now, I feel like even paying attention to my regular social media is like a chore sometimes. But uh, yeah, it technically uh, is, dude. It's it. People don't understand how much of a job that is, aside from what we do on a regular basis. They, people don't understand. Like it's yeah. hard. Yeah, there's people out there that you can pay to run all that stuff for you. You know what I mean? It is a yeah. It is a job. It, yeah. Like, cause I, I was about to do that. Well, I had, I was about to do that for a friend of mine. I was gonna <clears throat> manage their stuff just because they didn't want to fool with it but it ended up not working out i was gonna do it for free but you know i was like yeah you like a job like it's crazy because like my manager 
like when we first signed on i was like yo do you like want into any of our social media like are you that kind of guy and he was like uh-uh i don't want shit to do with that i'm posting <laughs> no. anything like that is all y'all he was like i hope that doesn't like you know turn you away or anything but yeah i don't mess with social media i was like it's all good just asking dude it's <laughs> fucked up it's a lot of work like we zach and i just hired an assistant to like do a lot of our emails like oh yeah sometimes you need it man like oh dude it's like our old drummer johnny you rory you met johnny our old drummer mm. the one with the brand so i mean he mm. left the band. his clothing brand surpassed everything and you know he's he's a millionaire living in la now and he's got a warehouse he's got he moved a bunch of his friends from here in maryland out there to work for him and he's got you know support people and dudes in the shop like i just went out there a couple months ago i helped him uh he's he's doing some music stuff on the side and i helped him write an ep of a mixture of genre music and uh we were just hanging out at the warehouse all day super fun but I, his guys i just went out in the warehouse and watched him package clothing and and all that stuff is just crazy like the it's crazy the amount of jobs that are out there truly man like within social media it's like that what's the clothing brand name it's called ransom um there he's like a streetwear brand and i his clothes mainly fit into like the like the hip-hop culture world like but not just hip-hop it's just like like streetwear like what kids wear you know what i mean like younger kids like there's people our age that wear the stuff like i wear it you know um but his main his demographic is mainly from like ages 12 to 21 like that's the age range right there um and he does so well with it like that's dope and a lot of a lot of his success came with from collaborations with like bigger streetwear artists at the time and then like getting like certain hip-hop artists that they were cool with to you know wear the stuff on stage or just like promo in it and you know it looks good it's 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 kind of like the old like do you guys remember back when like everybody like was getting like clothing sponsors like archaic you remember that all that stuff it's like it's like they're those streetwear brands that are popping up right now it's like on that kind of line like yeah if we get this guy to wear our stuff we're gonna blow up and like it actually happens it's crazy. Like, yeah, it actually works out. <laughs> if you were endorsed by a clothing apparel company, you were like huge in your local scene. Like, oh, dude, like these guys, fuck. Like, we should really check them <laughs> yeah. out. It's like, okay, sure. Like, it, and it's true, though. That's like, and then I think the next thing that evolved to it was like, I think the drum companies were really huge. Like, SAC and Truth were like the most prominent drum companies to really sponsor bands throughout like our early emo, post hardcore scene days which i don't think is relevant anymore because sjc has taken over so it's like now you just got <laughs> everybody has a fucking sjc drum, drum set or something yeah yeah i think the guitar thing is slowly changing up too like it's crazy um over the years, like 
I don't even play guitar, but I just notice what everyone is playing. And I remember for a while, it was the the LTD, the the matte black finish with the yellow yeah. outer. Every metalcore guitar player had yeah. that. Every guitar player had that. Yeah. yeah. But finally, I think that one has like outworn its welcome. Like my guitar has had one, you know, like, but I think that guitar has finally worn its welcome. And like, you know, every band has a different guitar now, not the same one. <laughs> For the but, first time in a while. Fellas, <laughs> I'm this thing. Like, even like, <laughs> even boutique guitars like now, but I, I think they've kind of like turned a corner these past couple years in terms of like the craftsmanship on more boutique brands that you're paying a premium for and like the customizability that you have with it, especially with like the local scene and like the artists that you can put it in their hands. And like most of these guys, they're, they're like virtuosos in their own right. And going back to the social media thing, they do, they get most of their work by going through social media and like promoting their stuff and showing how good they are that way. And then obviously the pandemic happened and guys like Tim Henson that are content creators aside from like their actual job as being in a band as a touring musician and writing albums and stuff like that. Like the dude's just a freak and you just want to sit there and like just watch him. And it's just like, it's mm. insane. Yeah. But like the boutique brands have been so big and like, I, I like, no, I don't know if you're like familiar with like brands like Novo. Um, no, I don't I, think so. I think me when it comes to like i just know like the main four or five companies for fender, guitars esp gibson that <laughs> but fender like fender's been doing like the same thing in terms of like they've kind of courted the market and being like they have everything that's accessible for high-end playing where you're paying a premium for but for the beginner that wants to learn and play in his bedroom for for the rest of his life, they have shit for that guy too. It's the best stuff you can buy. And they like completely just crushed it during the pandemic, dude. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, our guitarist bought two, two brand new guitars, um, during the pandemic. And then my cousin, Kenny, he, he's, um, he's our, our van mechanic, you know, he owns his own shop and he takes care of us on the van, you know, He's not, I mean, I'm not saying all car mechanics are, you know, shysty, but they can be, you know, and like. The stereotype is befitting of them, yeah. yeah. He, and he's not, so that's always a nice thing to have, you know, under your belt as someone to trust with, you know, and he's also a good guy to be like, if we're on the road, I say, hey, this happened and I'm at this shop and they're telling me it's going to be this much. And he'll be like, uh, uh, that's not right. You know, like he said, he saved me on that this week with a, I had a bearing about to blow in my Jeep and, uh, I went over and took it somewhere close and they were trying to charge me like $600 for one bearing. And it's, dude, fuck that. No, they're really yeah, no, dude. That's <laughs> such a good guy to have in your back pocket. Like, that's the kind of stuff you don't mm-hmm. really think about before going out on the road. It's like, yeah. I know I don't know shit about cars. Like I could barely change my own oil kind of stuff, dude. So like I would be the guy that they take advantage of. Like I would love to have a guy I can just call and be like, Hey man, like they're saying this, is this legit? Like that's so like valuable to have. Yeah. But yeah, he gave us two. So he, he's an avid guitar player. Like, and he's, you know, he's in his fifties. So he's, 
collected a lot over the years. He's become more of a collector than a player now. And uh, I think uh, he met one of my other guitarists, like, that didn't have a whole bunch of guitars at the time. Like, you know, he was in the process of, like, doing a lot of moving. He was selling stuff, and he had just joined the band. So, like I said, like, because he quit music for a while, and then we brought him in, um, and he just didn't really have much. So he was kind of, like, borrowing my other guitar's guitar or, like, my bassist guitar, just kind of getting by like that. And it's all good. But he wanted his own and stuff. And, like, freaking, he was talking to my cousin, and my cousin was like, what kind of guitar do you play? And he was like, well, I play Nate and Justin's Fenders or whatever. He's like, you like Fender? And he was like, yeah, I do. And he was like, this is the model that, like, I would, I'm going to buy, like, when I get the money. And he was like, I got that guitar at the house. He was like, would you, would you take it if I gave it to you as a gift? What? <laughs> oh, Damn, man. Whoa, dude, no way. It was like a Fender hollow body. Um, like one of the thin line, like a thin line Telecaster or something? Yeah. Nice. And I was, well, like this was at the we were this was at the album release so like I, naturally I was hammered because they gave me they gave me a sap spear every fucking rockstar mentality dude and like dude I had eleven IPAs that were six percent Jesus That's Christ dude dude like, you got you fucking goose, kidding, right? yeah he oh, was, was this before you after the set. <laughs> Dude, top five worst hangovers of my life. Oh, but, that's. Uh, I was just telling so, Zach about that earlier. Like the worst hangovers I have is from these fucking IPAs, dude. dude Swear yeah, to God. Yeah, but they, you know, they were talking all night there, and then the next day we had sound check because our tour that we were going on was in two weeks, so we had sound check. So, like I said, that hangover was terrible, dude. <laughs> mm. So he, the next day, he's just, like, all excited. And I was like, why are you so, like, what's going on, man? What are you excited? Like, he's like, dude, your cousin said he was going to give me a guitar last night. Like, my dream guitar. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, he's not doing that. <laughs> he did that shit. And he went Wow, up, man. He gave us another guitar. He gave us two guitars. I'll send you, George, I'll send you a picture. It's so like, sick, after. dude. Yeah, dude, he gave us two guitars. I was like, holy shit, so now, like, I mean, do we have so many guitars at the house? It's crazy. Them guys got so much to pick from. Like, when we go to the studio, it's, like, full of guitars. But <laughs> not, like, when we go to Nashville, we're only just, we're bringing the one. Like, mm. but when we write, just demo, we have, yeah. like, guitar there, you know, just trying to figure yeah. out, pick some sound. That's awesome, man. What a What a sweet guy. Dude, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he Super. literally hooked you up. You know what was a huge surprise? When John Mayer started, like, getting endorsed with PRS. That, like, blew my mind. I was like, isn't this, like, a prog metal? Mostly. Dude, PR, PRS crushes the game, man. They've, like, covered all their bases amongst, like, the guitar community now. Yep. And, like, yeah. And, it's, like, it's a super diverse in, company oh. to, like, have that. You know what I mean? Well, they go, like, all over. Like, they got fusion guys they got metal now obviously like that was kind of what they were missing is like that guy that kind of encompasses he's kind of genreless at this point i would say I yeah mean, he it definitely sounds. does like the pop stuff that's radio friendly but like at the same time he has like his creative freedom where he can do what he wants and what he wants to write except 
I'm going to make a TikTok about one of his recent singles where the intro sounds like a erectile dysfunction commercial. And I'm just going to fucking be like, John Mayer, why are you here? Like, bro, let me fucking bro, that, let me that talk about my commercial. Why am I on erectile dysfunction TikTok right now? Because I'm there. Clear that cachet like ASAP. Yeah. You should put TikTok where it's like, I smoked that shit and now I'm on erectile dysfunction. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, do it. Bro, the For You page fucks me up sometimes. Like, literally, when I see some of the videos that are very specific, I'm like, they literally said For You, bro. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, right. Like, it's fucked up. This makes me feel right now. (laughs) Dude, it's weird. It's fucking weird. All right, so let's, let's. Let's crack over another one. Um, do we do the ABR last, or do you guys want to do the Lanternfly shit? Because I don't know if I'm going to be able to drink all of this Lanternfly stuff, considering I think the ABV is... So wait, do you guys have Lanternflies near you? Like, have you had this problem? What do you mean? Like, like when so, you say Lanternflies, like, I feel like we have them, but we call them lightning bugs. Like, no, do they, like... No. Uh, no, no, no. So, dude, like... No. It so must be a northeast like, thing. The, you see, like the label here with that that guy. Yeah. So th- I guess like seven point five. There's Jesus these. Christ. They're red lantern flies, and like two years ago, like actually, like right before the pandemic, like we were told by the state, if you see them, you have to kill them, and if you kill one, you have to tell the state because they're they've like migrated over, like I guess through like a shipping carton or something, and they are killing every like kind of insect in the area. So they, I guess they made this beer like because it became such a problem. But I thought that was like a common thing. So you guys haven't heard anything about this. That, wait no, until it no. gets to you guys. Like everybody's gonna go crazy about it. That's what they did here. So. Also, spoiler alert: this beer tastes like shit. I don't about know about say, you guys. I was like, just about to say this shit tastes like we have to fly. Is this shit? <laughs> yeah, dude. Like this is like this is actually bad. This like, I. It's a zero, right? Uh, I don't want to. I want to be brutal with it, but it's not. There's no flavor to it. It's completely flat. Like it's I don't know. Point, point five. It tastes like fucking soy sauce or something. Oh, <laughs> I hate <laughs> soy sauce, dude. Soy sauce, bro. Is this a so like Creek? What is this? Goopy. I don't know, man. It's not a Jesus. It's a no from me, dog. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, if you, I was like, damn, I guess it'll be nice and give it a one. But I mean, if you can get, you don't the, have like, to be, dude. This shit sucks. Shit, probably like <laughs> half of one. Like I, I would never, I would never drink this and be like, I'll have that again. Like if somebody offered me the first one, like a dogfish head, I'd be like, yeah, sure, I'll have that. It's not. It was bad. good. Sure I tagged. Like, what is this, Sakoni? Sakoni, sure whatever. I'll, I'll tag them in the video and I'll be like, yo, like, get your shit checked. Dude, honestly, where, where like, did you guys get, find out about this one from? Get, this get is... some criticism, dude. I mean, I don't know. Like, I well, I go to a local, um, like, uh, beer distributor. So in PA, it's weird. So, like, you can't buy oh, liquor and beer now. in the same store. So you have to go to set because, like, the liquor stores are state stores. But long story short, they usually, yeah. like, showcase these fucking ipas and um ales and all this shit like just craft beer like microbreweries and i'm like okay and like i just i just i just grabbed three or four all right this will be for the segment for sure but this tastes like dog shit i don't think it's good at all i think it needs to be fucking put Dude, down I'll a fucking sink because 
it was brewed up in Cutstown, which is like Amish country, and there's nothing fun that happens up in Cutstown, dude. And Jesus Christ, I don't so like they, this. I literally give this like a fucking point seven. Like this is not good at all. Like, yeah, not not a fan. <laughs> no, I it's an, it's a New England IPA, and that's usually the first thing I go to like a local bar. Like we have yeah. like Naked Brewing, the Shamney Creek, all this stuff. I'm like the first thing Dude, I go for is a New England IPA. Awesome, man. Yeah, I know. We should just put more like, of their beers on the fucking podcast instead of this dog shit. Well, they get they like they promote. They have like a lot of punk bands come through there and play. Like they just, I think they right before the pandemic they had Rancid come through, which was like really cool. That is cool, but man. yeah. Hey, Joel, for y'all's next one, I'm going to send you – I'll send you some beer from the brewery down here. It's called Molly's. They they brew some real good oh, stuff. Oh, let's go. Um, let's yeah, go. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they um, – and hopefully in the future we'll do another uh, collab, you know. I, I think they'll do it again. Like, it didn't cost them anything. They sold out of our beers, but like I said, they didn't – they did like a 500 canning, you know what I mean, for like distribution. So they all they sold. People people love them down here. They they're really good. So I'll send you guys some of those. Oh um, yeah, dude. What kind of beers do y'all like normally? Like, cause I that that'll help me pick them pick out what I'll send you. Literally lagers. Like lagers is always the go to for me. Like they even make a seltzer over there bro it's kind of tight a lot a lot of them been starting to do that once it's white like, claw that's what once white claw started fucking coming out dude like that shit was fucking mainstream so people started fucking jumping on the trend like you know even corporate companies like bud light and fucking i don't think miller's done it though but bud light was like one yeah. of the big ones that was like all right and white claw doubled down like- dude they're doing like the bud light platinum where it's like Oh, now it's White Claw extra. Oh, surge or whatever. This last. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no White way. Surge, dude. Come on, man. Dude, I even can't... like Corona does one. So, like, uh, Corona ones are good though. You yeah. had it? My Roy's face makes me like in so much pain from drinking <laughs> that. Like, you could just toss that, dude. We'll just drink ABR's beer. I feel like it's like weirdly getting better the more I drink it. <laughs> the only thing I actually like about it is that it's kind of like smoother, but. Like it kind of smells. It smells like bonk, dude. Bro. It's so flat. It's, it's so bad. Yeah, no, it's, it's so flat. I, that's why I haven't given my rating yet because I'm waiting. It's one of those ones where I have to like. Um, it's also, a slow burn, huh? Also, my eyes are like kind of low. I'm noticing, but I'm not drunk or anything. It's just late, so. He's he's just he's oh, vibing he's, right you know. now. Mikey's on a vibe right now. You're high ass. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> might have might have like took a little hit ski when i took the dog out to pee or something i don't know i like gotta go to work and stuff tomorrow <laughs> don't worry dude i won't tell anybody it's a secret <laughs> dude, just make honestly, sure your mom doesn't find out <laughs> so roy's yeah, got no, roy no. roy you said 0.5 i think i think i said yeah, 0.7 0.5 yeah 0.5. 10 out of 10 would not have this ever again in my Mikey, life go ahead <laughs> And now, yeah. and now I, now I don't trust Sacconi. Now I'm like, I, same. That was my first impression, dude. You know, it makes me want to try something different from them, just to like have something better. You know, what, what a I mean? nice like, guy. 
See, I it's just want the benefit of the doubt. The it's the same me. thing. It's like if a girl burns you, you're like, you know what? Let me give her another chance. I can't. <laughs> you know what? It I'm, is. Gonna, like, I'm gonna meet her sister, and then like that, I'll give her a chance. And then I'll yeah, give her a chance too. Yeah. And then I'll meet her yeah, cousins, just, dude. The family. You go reunion. down the family tree until you find the, the right one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's definitely like a no fail solution. Like it's gonna work. Oh um, my god! You know what? Okay, I'm with Mikey. I'm gonna try another beer from this shitty brewery, and we'll see. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God it's only on I the will, East I Coast, will try dude. Another one, yeah, yeah. From Cutstown. When you when you come to Philly, we'll give you another shitty beer from this company from Cutstown, and we'll, all right, we'll see we'll, what happens. We'll all have one together, and we'll we'll have a yeah, we'll, a new rating, yeah. Damn, rated. I'm gonna be there in two weeks. That's fucking. Crazy. I know that is crazy, oh, wow. dude. Has it like so? Has it like set in yet that like you're kind of like it's been how long it's been two years 2019 since you guys have been out on the road or were you on the road when the pandemic happened yeah we the we came as romans tour started in like march of 2020 so yeah we were we were out for a week and then <laughs> and then i just kept seeing like a bunch of friends tours getting canceled like one day and another day and i was like shit like yeah. it's, it's coming so we were in a yeah, we drove to Worcester in Massachusetts to play at the Palladium. This was to be a good show too, man. Like fifteen hundred people, and then like we they were we came and started with sound checking. We got to the venue, and they were like the the fucking like the governor stepped in and basically like oh, any events of people over two hundred. And then they were like, hey, like it just kept growing, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so for us, for us, it's been about a year, about a year and a half. So it's been about 18 months and no, it hasn't settled in, but honestly, the few weeks leading up to tour, like they're so stressful anyways, just like, you gotta like get enough rehearsals in to make sure you don't sound like shit. You got to pick up all your merchandise. Usually, yeah. And we're like adding in a new drummer. We've like never met or played with before. Like, it was. It's wild. Yeah, like we met him two days ago, and I'm like, we leave in fucking two weeks. <laughs> As if he like didn't have much else to worry about. So. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. It's um. No, it's cool though. I'm excited. I just hope. Uh, so, I'm hoping so, because I got COVID and because everybody else in our group is vaccinated that like yeah. the, the odds of us getting sick is low and and honestly the protocol is like. The protocol is like no joke. I don't know if it's just like a liability thing, but they sent like this two page sheet and it's straight up like like I would go I would go talk to people after we played at our table, you know, to help like yeah. well, just to like appease like fans, but also like I mean it helped with like merch sales and shit and like For sure, yeah, dude. It's straight up is like protocol that's like no band members are allowed in the merch area and Man. they're like they're like don't go into the crowd unless like you absolutely need to and like if you have guests coming like they're subject to rapid tests like it, yeah dude, it's just like it's really intense it all it literally is almost like it's not they're even kind of like you hang out in your van or in your separate green room like don't hang with the other bands it, it kind of sucks. sucks i mean no that's what i was saying is like it's almost like i miss touring and i miss playing but it literally sounds like we're gonna get to the venue set up like chill backstage so we have to play play load up wait for the crowd to leave and then load all of our merch up and then go to the next show and it's like half the fun nice. dude, is fucking hanging out with the bands and like just yeah man like that like, and stuff and that that's what you look forward to most is like 
cultivating the relationships and like meeting people but is there like um is there like like now that obviously you've been removed from it and honestly if we're like being completely honest about it uh we didn't know if we'd ever get it back so now that you've had that hindsight and mike also asked the same question to you what what city are you looking most forward to uh going back to and getting a gig in sacramento man because so that's we were in Sacramento. <clears throat> well, the day before, we were at like a one of those like RV parks. We were while she sleeps. That's who we were on tour with. They uh they hit us up and they're like, "Hey, we're at this RV park. It's great views, great hiking. Like you guys should pull up." So we pulled up there, um, and you know we were hanging out, cooking out, drinking beer and stuff. Uh, and you know chatting about the depressing news that we didn't nobody wanted to like really listen to but it you know and then it was just one of them things where it was like because while she sleeps was borrowing our base cab and we all of our amps are digital including our bass players because he uses that dark glass pedal oh uh, really nice uh, so like we don't nobody uses you know tube to answer anything anymore nice and, uh so we don't carry cabs but we carried a cab for them but they they transported it in their trailer but it was in their trailer so like i was in talks with like our management at the time label booking agent and i'm just like yo what the fuck is the deal we're in nevada right now and sacramento is four hours or three hours from here like, if you could save us a three-hour trip of going west, like, could we just start going home now? And they're like, we haven't heard anything. Show's still on. You know, we're talking while she sleep. They said that that like, tomorrow is going to be the last show. So cool. Man. And then that was the day that our former president gave his speech and shut everything down the gov the governor of california shut down that day we were freaking out because <clears throat> i mean like in the beginning of all this i thought it was on some world war z shit you know it sounded like, like I in the beginning nobody like, knew. i totally yeah, nobody i totally knew. agree i mean I there was a lot of red flags and i was like hey go to the gun because i like i own firearms i actively shoot for fun like i like shooting stuff um and we hunt down here big time like it's just a you know it's just a southern thing and fucking i was like yo can you go to the gun store and just like see what 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 it's looking like in there and then he went in there and he was like hey i picked up the last bit of 223 ammo that they had and 38 special ammo that they had because i like and he was like but other than that the aisles are clear i was like are you kidding like yeah dude people were prepping man so they so our show we didn't play our show in sacramento and there was fans already lined up you know we we all talked to them and they actually came to the van and bought merch which was like super awesome like i'll never forget that and uh but what sucks about the Sacramento show is the last time we played there, and I believe it was with on the tour with you guys, Rory, our something happened. Oh, our um, our old drummer, his 
we you know we play our tracks off of a macbook and his macbook that was the day that it just decided to stop working so yeah he only played three songs and it was like two songs and then like a 10 minute like what the fuck are we gonna do type thing and then we played one more song and then uh the tm came up there and she's like i'm really sorry like but we can't do it and i have i have family that lives out there that i had met for the first time that day oh dude and like they came to the show and it was like it was actually like a really special day you know but and the band only had to play three songs and like I didn't realize we had that many fans in Sacramento. Like Sacramento is a sick place to play. I love playing there. Um, and it was just like, fuck, like these people like actually know who we are. They're singing our songs and we only played like when we played three songs, they started booing. Like people what? don't It's not your fault, dude. What the fuck? Who does that? They weren't I don't think they were like booing us, but they, they were, were booing just like bo- the situation. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't like <laughs> that rips your heart out though like i told me and like we like for that show for the tour we were planning on like adding more songs into the set because we (laughs) that didn't happen (laughs) yeah to walk sleeps about it we were like yeah we told them the situation they're like yeah play 45 minutes like have at it and i was just like that's like so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Like, I need to like redeem myself, the whole band, and give the those people out there that have been dying to see us. Like, just need to fucking, you know, it, it kills me, dude. <laughs> yeah, I man, I like Sacramento too. It's like Sacramento is like a weird second hometown for us because it's kind of like SoCal and NorCal, but no, they always show us a good time. Um, yeah, I'm excited for like hometown shows and shit like my my daughter is gonna come to some of the shows and i know she's just gonna be like what the fuck is happening (laughs) oh she have the cute little earmuffs over her ears and shit and just be like yeah we uh yeah we we took her to uh the first show i went to was a few months ago and it was uh anthony green played like an acoustic set um where it was in a it was out here in california it was like silverado canyon or some dude like i never that's crazy i had never heard of this city or this spot it was literally just like a field and they did some like mock stage setup and just fucking yeah he kicked it but yeah we had like little headphones for her and she just fucking she just chilled she likes music dude i fucking i'll like play it i'll play guitar and then i'll I'll, like i'll put it by her and then she's just fucking (laughs) (laughs) her aneurysms just like go like she loves that shit She's a rock star no, in the making, dude. That's basically what it is. She'll like hit the fucking body of the guitar, and then as soon as I pull it away, she goes like, like. <laughs> like. <laughs> so, uh, no, it'll be cool, man. I'm, uh, yeah, like ho- hometown shows are always fun, and I mean, honestly, any show will just be be fun at this point. I'm just like praying that that nobody gets sick and uh, mm-hmm. that the tour can finish through. But I mean, I'm hopeful. I mean, yeah, it was like Mikey was saying earlier. Like I, I went to that wage war. Uh, Beartooth show, and I'm I'm actually pretty sure that's where I got COVID, but uh, that's it's fine. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean like yeah, because I, I I know I know all the guys in Wage War, and I mean it was crazy because they were like they like yeah they they guest listed like me me and Mike, and they were like oh like 
we want to hang, but like protocol is really intense and shit. And it, yeah, dude, I mean, it was wild. I went and watched him play and I like didn't get to say hi to him. And then, it I mean, kind of like, yeah, it kind of kills the vibe almost in a way. Kind of, but like, I will say though, like that, I mean, that show was like, I think like three or four weeks ago and like they're, they're still touring. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, like, they're, they're actually they're, out here right now. They, they played, uh, they played somewhere near, I think it was either New Jersey or they played up in New York last night. They played that fest or whatever a couple of days ago. Yeah, like Blue Ridge Rock. Yeah, yep, yep. That's right. Dude, Ugh. this weekend depressed me, man. Like it, like I was so hyped for all of my friends, but it seemed like all of my friends were playing those festivals, and I was just like, I wish I was playing the festival. <laughs> It's, it's good, dude. You're gonna play those festivals, dude. I'm telling Every you. Every single one of I'm my friends, are, like posting these pictures with like ten thousand people, and I'm just like, that's fucking sick. One you day, you should go to Nashville, dog. I mean, that's not, that's uh, not a bad consolation prize. It's gonna you know, happen, dude. I'm like, hype. We kind of uh, we had a tour opportunity for uh, like November, December, and. <clears throat> We kind of opted out because of the studio time, so I'm I'm grateful for that. Like we've been working so hard to get back in the studio, and we're finally going. So, and then luckily, like it's a win-win for me because I'm not only going there to record, but you know, my I have a girlfriend, and she's meeting me there, and she's gonna be get finalizing the details on our apartment. So. I, uh, it's, it's like a thing where it's like, I need to be there to record, but also like definitely needed to go to get the apartment and stuff. Um, which is cause I can't wait to move to Nashville. Cause like, I mean, bro, it's, it's so crazy. Like living here where I live now, there's like nobody to work with and nobody to like collaborate with on ideas. So I'm just kind of like stuck. I mean, like my band's here, like sure. Yeah, but but, but do you want to like swap people, vocals for sure. your original music? Like, is that what you're trying to like insinuate? Like, yeah, like, like I have don't some features and shit. Yeah, and and just like being with like my entire team, you know, that operates the other side of Savage Hands, not the music portion. Because uh, I'm the I'm the business leader of the band. So like, oh, I, need I to know. Be, yeah, I need to be closer with the people that help me do that side just because yeah. like I get stressed out a lot and it would be easier if I'm closer. Like my producer lives there. My lawyer lives there. Some other people live there. Like, you know what I mean? And then like... It's just uh, all, it's all adding up for you to be down there too yeah and plus like i need a life change man like i'm about to like i'm literally about to quit my whole ass life here like my career everything it's crazy when i think about it sometimes like i've been working for the same company since i was 19 years old been in the union for 11 years and i'm leaving like (laughs) i'm I'm pulling my retirement out. I'm fucking going. Like fuck. I don't know. Yeah, but care. the talent behind Savage Hands is fucking phenomenal. And like Love No oh, More. Yeah. If Love No More is like literally like the future of the sound of what your next release is gonna be, like I don't think you have any worries, dude. Like that Thanks, shit's man. fucking completely diverse from like your original 
like album work and your discography. So like, I don't think you have to worry about it. It's just the whole process of like getting back on the road and like really being able to do the, the normal stuff that we, the tour musicians and like the professionals used to do back, like, you know, before COVID hit shit, like both of you, like you just need to have your normal career to really persevere so that we don't have to fucking worry about that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, hey, Rory, I watched, um, I tuned into your live stream that you guys did. I think it was you, Bad Omens, We Came as Romans. Was that, yeah. Sound, mm-hmm. It sounded good. Me and my brother watched it together. Like, oh, thanks, man. I like all those other bands, but you were, your band was like the reason, because the last time I saw you was, I guess it was your last what was uh, Wade, the tour that you did with Wage War? Remember when we were hanging out at Canal Club or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> I was there. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, no. I just, I just remember those those, uh, those girls. Well, oh, one girl in particular. Dude, <laughs> the, the blonde girl was a lunatic. Dude, I cannot. But did you get laid, though? That's the question. <laughs> no. I did, but dude, oh my god, I don't like. I don't even. I don't even know if this is some shit I should be saying on the podcast. <laughs> but like, or, dude, I just like that chick. Um, do you remember that girl, Mikey? She was I, a no, blonde I girl. Remember. She was. I remember. Dude, dude, obviously out of her mind. Fuck yeah, I don't care, dude. She like. So yeah, we ended up we ended up sleeping together that night. What you know, it, it happens on tour. It's fine, and then, so. She she lived out and that was like Richmond or some shit. She lived yeah. very far away from me. And then, like, dude, we like. And then I think a week later, like, it just ended up coming up that I didn't want to like marry her or have obviously something really serious with her. Or, you know, like I was just like, like you're cool and like you know I I enjoyed our time, but like we don't live anywhere near. <laughs> you're though. being like, transparent, dude. You're like, hey, listen, like this isn't gonna work. I'm on tour. Like that's what it is. What it is. Like. Dude, so this chick, this chick fakes a pregnancy and tries to basically extort, George. extort, extort me for money, dude. <laughs> oh, George is leaving. Yo, wait, so she, he, okay, George didn't have that kind of experience. That's a completely different thing. She tried to extort you uh, for money. Well, essentially, she was basically like, George. I, I mean, it's, there's so many signs too where it was just like, like. Like she, there were so oh, many things. Like, like, of course, this chick is full of shit. Like you know, like how because it was like three or four weeks after we slept together, she was like, yeah. "No, like I, it, it's dude, but it's because she got deep into the psyche. She was like, you know, like I've, I've had to like abort a kid before. Like I don't think I can do it again. Like it's too much. <laughs> it's too intense. And I and we're having discussions where I'm like, dude, like George, I'm like, you're in your eyes right now. <laughs> I am literally traumatized from a 44 year old <laughs> gaslighting me from. Impregnating her, which is a fucking bullshit lie, dude. Bro, yo, don't George, fucking George do that George, shit, dude. dude but she like, fucking pulls that fucking card. Go ahead, Zach. You know the whole fucking story, dude. I like Roy. I I hold. I dude. I feel you, bro. For two months, my stomach was in my asshole. Like I couldn't oh, dude, fucking she, breathe, dude. It happened. It was the whole the whole wage war tour for like three weeks. I like I couldn't even like I would play and I would have fun and then I'd get off stage and be like, like dude, <laughs> like it's just in your head. Like I've never been gaslighted so much in my entire life. Dude, it's the worst. Yeah, and then she like was like, oh, I had the procedure done. Like I'm oh. Cause yeah, cause then she's like, okay, I'm gonna get it done, and she's like, 
well, how much money can you send me? And I was like, yeah, dude, that's like such a toxic fucking personality for somebody. Like you realize like you're doing more harm to both parties than you are like thinking that it's going to benefit the both of you. Like it's not, it's not healthy. Any like real person who's had to get an abortion and just like, that's traumatizing and and it's not cool. Like, like, like if if for certain, the whole for abortion, I support it. I'm like pro, you know, pro choice, but it's like, dude, it's like, don't fake something like that because people have to take that opportunity and it it, it becomes like traumatizing for them. Like, so don't lie and like pursue something like that. You're delegitimizing people's trauma if you do shit like that. Right. Yeah. Sure. No, it was, it was pretty offensive and dude, she, so it happened, whatever she had her abortion and then she like, and then she like left me alone and then tried like following me on social media like a year later the whole time i was like damn maybe like you know it does happen sometimes people get pregnant off one time and then we had a mutual friend and she's like she's like this chick was like texting me the whole time she was texting you telling me i'm in a fake pregnancy um and like fuck with it that's yo that's terrifying though like do i know fucking toxic exactly what you're talking about from the moment i met them because me and my brother were at the bar and they looked at us and my brother, you know, I'm freshly single. And that was that was my my fuck boy summer. Like, and I was also doing... you were probably getting swole at the same time, dude. So you're looking <laughs> like a snack, dude. <laughs> dude <I> was... <laughs> like a cliff this bar, was, bro. Like, this, was in, Snickers. this was in 2019 summer. So, like, I was on my way. But I mean, I, I felt like I looked like good, shit, by the way. I ended up walking around shirtless that night. So I definitely felt good. But they... As soon as I bought drinks, they looked at us, smiled, and said, "You gonna buy us drinks?" And I like, oh, I looked shit. at my, I looked at my brother, and I was just like, and then he was like, "You got the first round?" I was like, "I guess." Bought, <laughs> bought a first round for them, and then I think I went over to talk to Rory because they had just got off stage, didn't see my brother for a while, and then all of a sudden he comes up and he's got like two or three drinks in his hands the girls are following him and i was just like dude they are like they're just the epitome of like people that use you for your money or whatever like anybody who does like that like and it it's not just girls that do that like shit i've done that before but you know what i mean like (laughs) you just like yeah everybody hang around whatever so but yeah, I just knew that's what was going on. But they had hit. He gave them his Snapchat, and uh, I remember like a few weeks later, he was like, "Yeah, you remember those girls from Canal Club?" And I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Yeah, I just got into this like huge argument with one of them, and like we totally just ended on like a fuck you like thing." And I was like, "What?" Jesus Christ! <laughs> he was like, "Well, she messaged me off some thing that I posted like." some country shit or something that he posted like he was fishing yeah. or something and she was like is that all you do shaking my head it's like damn did you blow up and he was like yeah i fucking blew up it's like i was like damn dude there's so much there's so much like comparisons that i have with the both of you with the fact that like zach and i had because zach and i saw each other earlier for like this past like 12 dude, hours sure, like I dude it's like, so I- weird like I'm married, so I live vicariously through George at this point. Yeah, like, so the three of us are <laughs> horny all the time. That's basically what's the like the real deal. Like, well, no, but I have so I have a girlfriend, and it's funny because I met her on tour, 
in Kansas, of all places, like the middle of know, nowhere. Hot. I, <laughs> I don't like. I don't like playing Kansas really. Um, every time I play there, there's like a fucking tornado. I swear to God, <laughs> dude. One time we played in Kansas with Wage War, and there was a monsoon outside. The dude said, "Do not open the back door. Walk, come in." <laughs> Britain opened the door, and I swear to God, two feet of water came into the venue. Like, <laughs> so wait, you opened the back door anyway? <laughs> no, 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 I didn't. Britain oh. did. Wage war. He like just opened the door. He didn't have shoes on or anything because it was like two feet of water out back. <laughs> and he walks in, his pants are rolled up to his knees, and he's like, "What's up?" And like all the water just came in the fucking venue. <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit!" But so I met her there, and it was like you know. Right in the pandemic, I'm I'm texting. I got her number, and uh, there's a whole elaborate story, but I'm not gonna tell it. But anyways, got her number, and like, it's pandemic. You know, I'm like home. Like, damn, am I ever even gonna see her again? And then like, we just kept texting, and she kind of carried me through like those dark couple of months, the first couple of months, because it was like everything got ripped. Like we were on this roll, man. Like. When Momentum was, came, like, really pouring for you. Yeah. yeah. Really, like, every single week, something cr- positive, crazy was happening. And I was, like, and then we were getting more, like, confirmations on tours. Like, we had a tour lined up with the Word Alive. And I was, like, that's perfect for us. And I was just, like, so stoked. And everything felt like it was finally coming together for me. And then, yeah, it stopped. And then the two months, two or three months, it was just, like, I fucking hate my life. But she was there. And then after those couple of months, I was like, I need to see you. And then she was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, like, when do you want to see me? And she was like, in July. I was like, or she she said uh, August. And I was like, I can't fucking wait that long. I was like, I'm going to come see you. And it was the first time I ever flew on a plane was to go see her. I had never yeah, I was at the time I was 27, never flown on a plane, not because I'm scared, but just because I never just done it. But yeah, flew on a plane to go see her, and we've been dating ever. Well, we didn't start dating that then, but we've been dating for a good while now, and it's crazy because like, I, it's just one of those things, man. Like, I don't know. We talk every day, just fucking. Definitely didn't envision it starting that way. Yeah, I never. <laughs> yeah. Would, that I'd be in this kind of relationship, but this is like the world we live in now. So I take it for what it is to get up on stage and to, to present something that you've organically created. Like there is like every, like every musician has ego to them. It doesn't matter if you're the bass player, lead guitar player, lead vocalist, drummer, even though drummers are assholes, doesn't matter. (laughs) It's like, dude, (laughs) it like to be able to like willingly go up there and do that and get excited about doing that. Like you have to have ego. Yeah, it is what it is, man. Like part of your persona. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like you, you got to have a, a little bit of something there, like something that defines you. And I mean, right. like if you if you want to be fined as a dick drummer, that's cool. <laughs> well, like, <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's one of those things. It's a bro like, session for me you today. Have a little ego, you know. Yeah. Do I you... don't. No, go ahead. You're good. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, like. I don't even know if I've like found my musician like ego yet. Like I don't know what I want to be. Like, like 
as of right now, I just want people to respect my talent, you know, and like as far as like, like I don't get up on stage and I'm not wearing a bunch of like a huge crazy outfit or like act in a certain way. I just get up there and perform. But like, I do want to create something, you know, someday soon, but I just haven't found out what fits for me yet. Like what I, what I want people to know me as, you know, right now, just Mikey G who sings for Savage Hands, but I'd like to be something more like if, if I were to attach an ego to Rory, I'd just say that he's like, a beautiful singer like he's this beautiful singer and this and that and he writes sad songs things like that like that is the type of vibe that i get from rory um but of course i listen to day seeker that your last record it was on my spotify wrapped like i listened oh, to it thanks man of course man I, I love that record so i'm excited to hear some new stuff, dude. Oh, it's all downhill from here, baby. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, saw this, I saw your thing where you said you were going to write some happy jams. I mean, I'm excited for that, too. I'm in that same lane, man. Like, I mean, of, I, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't have a, a kid. I'm, I'm highly... I don't want kids right now, but, like, I'm jealous of you. Because um, I'm one of this few select... So, you know hopeful fathers that wants a daughter instead of a son so me too dude uh i feel wow. like that would be so more comfortable in my situation where like i'd rather have a daughter than a fucking son right now yeah i was yeah, a fuck boys dude yeah dude, dude, they're just they're just up, they're aggressive uh, early age you know no i didn't even i didn't even i didn't even know i'd have a bias until I found out I was having a girl, and then I was like, "Oh, thank God!" Or so, I don't know. I was just that's like, such a relief for you. More, I was more like excited. I was like, "Well, I mean, it was. I mean, I found I found out like I found out about my kid like three days before she was born. So it was a very like different set of circumstances for me. Correct. But even when I was like having the discussion, like, okay, fuck, you're pregnant. Uh, like, we're because we we're supposed to have the kid in a month, and then she showed up like weeks early. So, but yeah. Um, no, it's cool though. It'll no, it'll be good. It'll, you know, it'll happen when it's supposed to, Mikey. Like obviously, in my case, it was really out of the blue. But I mean, it's a blessing, and yeah, it's and then it, it's definitely yeah. We we have a few songs for our new record we've been working on, but I've yeah, I've like, I had like a rough vocal on a song that I wrote about my daughter that we we worked on with our producer, and it's funny. He's like, it's just weird. It's like it's alternative but it's like i don't know it's it's different than our last shit but it sucks because like i'm really proud of our last record and i think it'll just be so hard to like top it like we were even working on i was recording this song about my dad who passed away a couple months ago but it's it's for Dayseeker. it's like it's like a thing that isn't out really? yet really yeah and cool. i was and i was like and i was just like we were like recording through it and like it's not a bad song but i was like it's almost like if you put out something that's like that doesn't top your old shit, it's not as good. Even if like in its own right, it's a good song, and so it sucks because like yeah. you, it's actually worse. It's like the longer you make music, the harder it gets because then the more you're like, that's okay. Like, like if you came out the gates with this, people would be like, whoa, pretty good. But if if it's you're like four albums deep, and then they're like, yeah, this is okay. It's not as good as like that last album, but like it's it's mm. decent. You know, like, so you're consciously aware of that because like. I'm not a songwriter. I'm I'm a, like if you got to give me the framework the framework of a song for me to be able to write to it. Like I'll write to what the song gives me, as opposed mm -hmm. to like guys like you, 
really just like based off your experience that you're writing something down. Like that's the thing that I would freak out the most about is, is like, obviously if you have a good catalog of shit and like it works, like that's the, like it has to consciously come in your mind. Like shit, like I got to top, I got to top what I just put out on this last album. I got to top this constantly. It's the worst. Yeah. Well, you're constantly comparing yourself to yourself yeah. and like sleep yeah. even though like, it's like different emotions and like different stories right like yeah well essentially it's d- harder like... to stay more original too because you're like it's weird but like your brain i think as a singer sometimes has a tendency to where like you'll write a melody and you'll be like wait i already wrote some shit kind of like that or like it but it's it sucks because it's like naturally where your brain wants it oh, to yeah. go so then you're consciously trying to write shit that's like not what you normally do but then you're like does it sound weird though because it's not what i would you know it's just man it's a whole i it was funny i sat through with uh my my daughter's mom she was like in the room with me when i was i was working on this like acoustic song that i i put out like for my dad today and i was going through her with the process where i was like okay so you hear a melody like the night came and took away took and then and then i'm like and then you got to kind of like for me anyways, it's like you try and match like lyrics and syllables into the melody. And I was, she was like watching me write for like an hour and she was like, I can't believe like, cause you spend hours, you know, and you'll be like, cool. I finished like four lines of the song, you know? Like, yeah, seriously. It's like, like it's nowhere near completion. No. And, and it's funny though. Cause then some songs though, like I've written, you can write an entire song though in two hours. And then some songs you sit on for like six months and then it's just like, there's no rhyme or reason. It just, it either comes to you or it doesn't, but that, that's such a gift that you're able to conceptualize melody like that. I think that's the hardest thing for, cause everybody has something within them, whether or not you're a musician or not, that like you have, I think kind of like a, almost like, like a literature that you want to get out of you that stuff you can't say, but like you want to say it in some form of medium. Right. Yeah. For, for sure. happen, happens for us as like musicians. We do it through music, but like, for some reason that's where like the blockage comes for me. And I think for a lot of people is being able to just naturally like hear the melody and put it down and just capture the melody and capture the moment and just be able to like accept it for what it is, whether or not it's good or bad. So that like, I think that like that must be really neat, especially for somebody to actually sit there in the room with you to watch somebody just like get it out of them, whether or not it's going to be something or not just to get it out is like a therapeutic and the thing that has to happen. Yeah, no, it's like, I mean, for me, it's like very cathartic, but then it's cool. Cause I feel like it, it can help other people, you know, but it's, uh, yeah. And everybody's different, you know, I'm sure like, I'm sure Mikey has his own way of writing and, and, uh, you know, but I think we're both just super lucky to even, I don't know, have the chance to do what we do and have, and have anybody give a fuck about it, you know? Mm. <laughs> Shit. Well, the music's definitely there for the the average listener to be like, "Wow, I can like either relate this to my daily life, or I just think this is really good music that I can like somehow involve that into my daily routine." George, yeah. I'm, gonna write, uh, I'm gonna write a fake uh, pregnancy song for you on our <laughs> I do. I need that, dude. I <laughs> I honestly need that, considering the fact that like that shit fucking hit me and like. Yeah, a well, whole different way where it's like i'm like i was like i'm down like let's do it like let's oh, be mature about I this and like then like i find out it's a lie you know that really fucked me up more 
No, that was the weird thing is, is that I was like mentally at the time with because this was before my daughter now, and thankfully, like I know the mom, so I was like, and That's she's cool. a sweet girl, so I was like, thank, thank Christ. But like, yeah. you know, with the other girl though, I was like, I was like, man, I gotta like, I was like, I gotta tell my family like this happened, and like, but I was like, whatever, like I'm gonna, I'll be a single dad, you know, I'll step up, it's fine. And then it was weird when it was fake, and then I was like, you fucking dick, <laughs> like, yeah, like, dude, yeah, like you fucking you're mentally preparing yourself. You yeah, dude, horrible, yeah, horrible, yeah. Very... Let's let's go on a letter note um, before we drink this last beer. Um, considering we were talking about um topping your own discography in a sense um i feel like all artists kind of like essentially want to do better than their last album and bands evolve in itself in general and um which was so crazy because i before i saw your story on instagram rory someone sent me the new band camino album and i was like all right i have to literally dissect this and <laughs> think about like what i really think about it did they top their ep yes but it's super diverse and like it was really hard for me to like get into it right away but as soon as i started dissecting i was like okay like th this is really good it gets it gets better for sure with each listen there's even some songs like some of their singles i actually was not super into on a first listen and then the more i listened i was like no they're, they're good please songs. tell me you like, like one last cigarette i do i didn't like it at first though i was like <sighs> what is this like i didn't it, it took me a minute but um <laughs> slow burn kind of shit. Dude, i'm just aggressive I, I love that in your face kind of like oh like i don't know dude like i don't like yeah. that soft stuff like i don't know no i like um dude i like uh I think it's, I think I like you. It's just so like, it's so groovy and the chords are so, in the pre-chorus they go to this like weird key change and it's so, man, that shit's great. They it's knew what they were doing when they like, were doing this album too. Like I think just, Damage was one of my, Damage was definitely number one and then I think I like you was number two. I don't know. But like that was like my uh, dissection of the album it's it's an awesome record yeah it's really cool i haven't listened to the record yet but i'm a huge try hard fan so like god that album's oh, so yeah. good ep so good it, dude kind of does it sound anything like that or it's super diverse like they do have songs that correlate to like that last ep but like they kind of change up a bit okay. i feel like it's more like it's a little more chill than uh than I... try hard but like it's dude it's just I think it, especially as like, because it's weird starting in this genre as like we were like more hardcore metalcore and like st structuring and like smart songwriting it wasn't a thing. And so I think as I've gotten older, you like really appreciate a band where you're like the structuring's on point, all of the melodies are just like really catchy and it it entices you to keep listening. And I I feel like that whole that whole record is just full of that stuff. Like, I'm like, damn, that's good. So like, or like, it's like a masterclass on songwriting. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, mm -hmm. that's like, it's funny because people are like, if I meet them on tour, they're like, what like hardcore bands are you listening to? And I'm like, I don't listen to that shit. I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, I listen to the fucking, <laughs> like, I really like, like Khalid and like her and like, like ran her. Random. Holy shit. That's a name. Yeah. Oh, I love her. Yeah. Just, dude, yeah. just like soulful pop. Like I don't, Architects is basically like one of the only like, 
seeing bands I like like sometimes listen to um it's like heavily evolved because architects mm-hmm. really went from technically a metalcore band to that bring me to the horizon alternative rock band kind yep. of sense. Yeah, so, yeah. another yeah. like evolution of a band yeah, yeah my exactly spotify, my spotify rap this year is gonna look insane you know to like all of my peers because it's gonna just have like casey musgraves <laughs> cigarettes after sex like a bunch of these like chill vibe like <laughs> artists like and then some country man i mean i am moving to nashville so oh uh, yeah you have to dude you gotta pay your oh, little you gotta dude, pay your dues a little bit listen, you have listen, to where i live is, is it happening is predominantly oh, the, yeah, like where it. i live is predominantly country like yeah it's a country area um, but I've hated country, and I think the reason why I've hated it is just because everybody likes it. Well, like, dude, I didn't want to be that guy. That's why I hated it so much, and I finally gave it a chance. Some artists that my producer works with, and, like, he showed me an artist. His name is Mitchell Tenpenny. Great. He's a great singer, um, and he's independent, and then, you know, I got introduced to a couple of other country artists and I was just like, damn, I kind of like this. Like, I have a very niche, like, area of country that I listen to. Um, what is it? What's like the sound? Because I want to suggest somebody to you, but I want to hear who you're really into. Well, so it's like, like, I'm not going to listen to country by Kane Brown. Like, No, that's not country, dude. That's yeah. Southern pop. Yeah, I'm not listening. Okay, so yeah, I'm not really listening to Southern pop. The deepest Southern pop I'll go is Morgan, Morgan Wallen. And I wouldn't even consider him Southern pop too much. Have but you some? Have you listened to a guy named Tyler Childers by chance? Dude, you no, know, I was just gonna I was just gonna say him. Like, nice, dude. Aside, yeah, aside from this other area, like, I love Tyler Childers. He's Yo, so freaking good. Bro- George, I think I showed you, but Rory, I'm like, I'm not the biggest country fan, but I was deployed to Afghanistan back in 2017, and there was oh, wow. a guy that, so there Ooh, was a guy. Cut, I was do I have to cut with. this? No, you're good. Awesome. Uh, I don't tell anybody I'm like, I was affiliated. Yeah, but with publicly, well. I know. So I I like try to keep on download, so I don't really talk about that much. But I was deployed there back in 2017, and like it was like a really tough time for me because. It was a lot of people I didn't really drive with ideologically. So I was like the only guy that was like in a sustainable relationship for that time. And like it, like it's just a stressful environment to be in. So there was a guy that played guitar out there and I play guitar. So like when I was out there, I was like consciously for me to like get through this time, like I'm going to like really study theory and I'm going to be like a proficient guitar player. Like, because like, you could always learn something new when it, whatever instrument you're playing. So you never like meet the pinnacle. So I'm like, I'm going to take this time while I have every day. I'm going to learn something new every day. So I did that. And I met a guy out there that was a huge country guy. And he had the most beautiful country voice. He had like a, like a following on YouTube. He would do covers. One of those kind of people that really didn't know how talented they were and like did it passively. So he said one day, like we were in the office together. He's like, yo, we should do like a cover song. We should like put it on my YouTube account. I'm like, absolutely. So I was like, what do you want to do? And he was like, kind of like telling me how like a couple of his videos went viral on YouTube. And he was like, 
the way I do it is, is I find like lower tier country artists that are about to break big and I'll do a cover song of them. And as like they get bigger, like my, my song will be the first thing that's on the YouTube algorithm for when they're searching for it. Mm-hmm. So we did Tyler Childers. We did um, nose on the grindstone and we did white house road. And I, at this point, dude, I was not a country fan at all, but like that song had so much grit to it. And it had so much like it's like about opioid addiction, like in mm. his hometown. Yeah, like, that shit's not getting played on the radio anywhere in this country. But like, that's so funny that you bring that up because like I don't listen to country like pretty much at all. But like guys like him, um, Sturgill Simpson, I'll listen to a little bit, and like Chris Stapleton to a, to a certain extent. I'll Chris Stapleton is definitely my yeah. go-to country guy. Like, I don't dude, know he's like, country, it's but so hey. lose, dude. It's the like, guy, that's I think that's what like carries me on, like because like yeah. you introduced me to Chris Stapleton, Zach, and I was like, dude, like this guy really knows how to like find his sound. And to like persevere through and shit. Well, so. you and I did the we did the cover band thing, and we right. did like a B, like a B side track of his from Austin City Limits, mm-hmm. and like that was like for us in the band, like because it was it's like a straight like blues like just heavy fucking song, and it just it just killed, dude. Like nobody knew what the song was like anytime we played it, but it was fun. Yeah, no country country has its own little place in in my heart now um i think i heard rory saying are you gonna do it yeah i'm i'm gonna do a, <laughs> i am doing a country demo but that's I sick dude do I, don't know, like, I, I don't know like what i'm gonna do with it i'm just gonna do because i told my producer i said i just want to try it just to see like well, i've tried dude i've tried alone fucking tried it and it worked flawlessly so I've tried every single genre and, you know, I've had fun with everything and I just want to try country. I mean, that's, you probably hear it in my voice. Like that's where my roots are. Like might as well just give it a shot. I got, I got the stories for it for sure. You know, I got a dog, I got a truck. So <laughs> and you drink beer, dude. You drink beer, dude. Sauce, dude. Yeah. You're drinking They're August Burns up. Red Leveler 10 year anniversary Elder Pine Yo. beer. Check out my new EP with my new hot sauce and barbecue sauce line, dog. Like it's, <laughs> hey, I fish, you know. But uh, yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I mean, I like writing music. So, like when I went out to LA to uh, help write my buddy Johnny's little thing, um, every song on there was a different genre. He's got some some little plans cooked up for it and. He was like, every single song is going to be a different genre, but in rock. So mm. I got to write a pop punk song, a uh, a song that sounds similar to like a Savage Hand song, which I was a little a little butthurt to let go. Some of the ideas that I had done for that song, especially like lyrics, because I was like, damn, those lyrics are fire. Like, <laughs> he was like, dude, I know. And then I wrote like a grunge song, like kind of like, nirvana-esque like type deal and then um we did another song that's like kind of in between all those but uh it was fun and then i mean i've just been like i said i've been listening to country a little lately and singing to playback on those and just realizing that i i can like a country voice isn't that hard for me like some of these country artists, you know, they got these crazy country voices and you're just like, man, that sounds strange. Like, 
you know, some of it's forced. I'm not going to say that yeah. all it is, but like some of it's a little forced. And, but like uh, you don't even you don't even need that though. I think like if you want to get like a genuine like quote unquote country song, like dude, just like have like a legitimate story to talk about. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Sure. I mean, like paint a fucking up. picture with it, dude. Well, I mean, it's, it's like it's like with like Roy with Heartwave. Like Roy has his side project, and it's like there's nothing wrong with you like doing something on the side, like whether it's like in the same genre or not. Like I think Heartwave like has some similarities with it, like with like Sleep with um with Dayseeker, but it's like dude, yeah. like you can essentially I, do I what you want to do. Yeah, oh, you know what I mean, like. I love everything you've put out with that. Like, um, I mean, my brother and I, like, aside from me being friends with you and stuff, like, we're just huge fans of the band, which is, like, awesome. Fucking. Oh, thanks, man. You know, he'll send me. He he thinks he's more on top of music than I am. And I'm like, dude, you'll never. But, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, if you release something, he'll send it to me, like, you know. Like, I wake up early, too, for work, so I'm usually listening to, you know, because music comes out at 12 p.m., so I'm usually listening to it, but he'll send it to me later in the day, be like, yo, you seen this yet? I'm like, man, I listen to that shit at 3 a.m., dog. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, like, that's sweet. Thanks, man. I've, I mean, uh, like I said, I'm going to make a demo, and, uh... I don't know. See what happens. Like I, there's still a lot of, you know, obstacles to get across, which Rory's familiar with. You know, label and and or publishing, wow. like whatever. Like mm-hmm. we have both, so it's like I have to deal with both of those before I do anything. So like, I mean, but the good thing about my idea is that like the music that. I want to do on the side is like completely out of the range of like the demographic that my label signs. So like, they're probably just going to be like, yeah, whatever, like do your thing. But I mean, they, they could say no, like, Oh, they could, they They could have that option. They could say no. Okay. That's interesting because I know there's a few artists that are like vocalists that are pursuing that route kind of exactly what you're talking about but like their label can't do shit so it's different that's just the that's just the the contract that we signed i mean it's not the same everybody else but you know what what i have involved is just i'm not really allowed to be a part of anything else unless like as like if my name is going to be attached to it like i have to i have to get you know approval in a sense like some kind of yeah yeah but they've been super dope because like my fucking you know my drummer my old drummer that's getting ready to put out this music like he's still signed in like to our contract we never like removed him because it's just a fucking hassle like going through the lawyer and doing all this stuff it's it's a lot of work and then you got to pay people and stuff like because we never thought he was going to pursue music again but now he's getting ready to pursue music so like when i went out there and wrote a bunch of shit i was like dude you know like what are you doing with this and he was like oh i'm gonna release it full distro i'm like well you know you're still signed <laughs> yeah so like you might want to check up on the big people upstairs yeah. before you start releasing be that fine, dude nobody's gonna come after him you well, know i, I hope not I, 
I went the route of like, you know, making some quick texts and things like that. I say, hey, this is what's going on. Like, is everything going to be fine? And they're like, yeah, we're cool. I was like, okay, got it in writing. Good yeah. to go. You know, but it just it it was a thought that crossed my mind. I'm I'm a fuck I'm a little paranoid sometimes with that stuff. And like for him, like well, I didn't, you don't want to like break your contract, dude. You don't yeah. want to like upset. You know, like I wasn't trying to drag him down like that. Like it was just like yeah, yeah. fuck a label. <laughs> yeah, I love I love our just label, do it independently. Stuff sucks sometimes. I mean, we don't all have that privilege. We I mean, yeah. I mean, Poeta, it's, our band that we're in, Zach and I, it's it's released through CI, August Burns Reds, very prime, like early on label before they got successful, which we're drinking their beer now. Um, yeah, but I guess so. They're, 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 you know what's cool with Jer- like like the whole CI thing? Like it just depends on the label. Like we're so small, it's like they're like, oh, uh, you can use us as a stepping stone. I'm like, that's great, dude. Like our contract's literally like, hey, you give us this that's it we'll pay for this this that and that and that but you kind of gotta find yourself i'm like all right bet whatever like being an underground yeah. act that's totally cool like you got us on warp tour what the fuck am i gonna complain about being on warp tour for you know what i mean so it's like 10 days sponsorship i'll do it but at the same time it's like you just gotta put in the work for it so on that note we have elder pines august burns red 10 year anniversary leveler which yeah. essentially is an amber ale, I'm not sure, or a red ale, however they describe it, but it's not bad. It's decent. They didn't make much of the brew. I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm gonna sip, I've been sipping on it for a little bit. I'm gonna give it a solid three. It's still not my still not my favorite, but I don't I don't hate it. Moose. No, I like I just, it personally. Yeah, dude, tell Moose just to come to the camera, dude, like, <laughs> and let him fucking chill. Dude, he's fucking. He usually doesn't stay up this late. He just he's <laughs> staring at me. He's digging in the couch and doing all. He wants of you shit. to go to bed with him. That's why he does. That's what he dude, wants. Dogs, like dogs are like that, man. Like Leia's the same way. Like she came down here was like bothering me, and then my wife came downstairs and she's looking at me. She's like. She's like, dude, but we, it, dogs are so funny that way. It's crazy. Yeah. So basically, I honestly, this is, I've been looking forward to this beer. I like the packaging. Like, it looks good. Like, yeah. everything. With the album art. Yeah. It, like, I guess it are for, so like, I don't listen to August Burns Red, like heavy like that, but um, obviously it has the album art on it, but I like like the metallic like gold on the packaging so like that's it, common in, for this company for it, sure it it invites me in to drink it and i like it dude i'm giving it a four like i would i would drink mm. and buy like i would buy you would take a hundred you would take a hundred cans yeah. of it and drink 90 <laughs> <laughs> yeah i drink them all dude no, uh, <laughs> a slight like quick story we did a sound check one time. Our sound engineer was like, yeah, where do you want to sound check at? And I was like, anywhere. I don't care. He was like, well, I do shows at this brewery in D.C. I was like, all right, bet. So we pulled up to the brewery. We did the sound check in the brewery so he could set his presets for his uh, his mixer. And um, a lady came in and she was like, 
she brought in like two 24 cases boxes of beer and i was like what's that and she was like oh these are all beers that fell out of their cases we can't sell them anymore and I was like, so, so we'll, we'll drink them. them. What you... yeah. like, <laughs> drink them, take them home. I was like, shit. Dude, we had so wait, so is it like that scene in like Big Daddy where he like smashes the can and he puts a dent in it or something like that? He gets it. Gets... <laughs> uh, I have pictures of my guitarist. Like I drove us home that night and I have pictures of my guitarist. Like he was like in the front seat. Well, Roy, it's Justin. You remember Justin, right? Mm-hmm. yeah 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 <laughs> yeah he was like like if this was his body sitting back in the seat his head was just like this like just hang like <laughs> Slump, dude. <laughs> like head was in his lap dude i was like holy shit we <laughs> didn't make it to work that day but yeah i give this well okay i give it a i give it a 3.5 for sure oh so I you would, went from a 4 to 3.5 yeah no oh, four is four is a little high like Cause I'm, giving, is, I'm giving it. I'm giving like it a three three. I like the. I like the whole three area. Like it's not a bad amber ale, but yeah, like I'll drink it on a like regular. Full three on everything though. Like that's just not fun. No, he went. Like I don't want to be half on the second one, dude. That lantern <laughs> fly was yeah, dog played, shit, yeah. dude. Everything that we've had, we've had. This is the third episode of Drinker to Leave It, so it's like everything that we've had was like pretty decent. Like I've done my research. That I was like, I want to drink down, good dude. beer. Yeah. Brought it down. Honestly, I thought lanternflies. No, lanternfly was trashed. You thought thought dogfish head was the worst or the best? No, I thought it was gonna be the worst. Like when you sent me all those beers, I was like, "Damn, he sent me." Dude, I, I agree, dude. Like that's crazy (laughs) for you to say that because you're from like close to where dogfish head is. I was like, I'm kind of surprised you said that. Yeah, for some reason, I. I thought that Dogfish was from Maryland. It's not Dogfish. It's Flying Dog is from Maryland. Flying Dog, yeah. yeah. Dogfish is in Delaware. Yeah, Dogfish is in Delaware. But we, like, a lot of restaurants and, like, places around here, they have Dogfish. Like, Dude, they're huge. It's, yeah, it's fucking huge. Um, but, yeah, Flying Dog. That's why That's why I think I like this more because it tastes nothing like Flying Dog. I cannot drink <laughs> it, bro. Like, Flying and dog I, raging bitch is my shit, dude. Dude, that is a good beer, but that's, that's the only good beer they have. Uh uh-uh, uh. That's oh, first, dude, he's like, I'm, nope. no. <laughs> that's the first craft beer I ever had. We bought a six pack, and me and my friend drank one beer each, and we didn't even finish them. And he looked at me, he was like, dog. Like, we were just getting in and drinking craft, and he was like, dog, I can't finish this. I was like, <laughs> I can't finish this shit either. I was like, you want to, like, boss of this shit and just say, fuck it and go get a 12 pack or something he was like yeah he's got a 12 pack and they're like, <laughs> like ah. yeah I'm kicking it back to the basics old faithful dude <laughs> zach give your hey, rating. what you what you Real got quick. on what you got on the leveler what you think he said on the leveler he oh, said i said it. yeah said i was like it's a, it's a three yeah I'm three like, five I three i don't dislike it i mean you can't trust anything i'm saying though because i can't taste anything so i'm just like ah oh, that's true dude you got like this yeah, you, you're a cheat code right now. Yeah, it was like find a refreshing IPA, soy sauce, and then this one's like <laughs> soy sauce. Kind of soy sauce mixed with the first one. It's a little, it's kind of saucy, but it's still like it's not as bad. I, it's I feel like it's like it's super smooth, like 
for an amber ale every time i've had like an amber ale it's like too smooth if that makes any sense like you know what i mean but like that little bit of bite at the end i'll give it like a three point we'll give it like a three point 3.5. I'll You're give it 3.5. Oh my god, dude. Dude, dude I, I listen, I'm trying to be as fair as possible here. I'm not I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to bullshit these guys. I want to give them like fair criticism of what they it's, got away. It's a good I, smooth I, I, beer. It's a I very it rare. Might be a five. Mm, that's why I said I said 3.5. I was like, that's not no, I said 3.5. Dude, 3. I got you, I got kind of You said 3.5, Rory. Nobody, nobody wanted to go four. If somebody would have went like four and like stuck to their guns, I probably wouldn't went five. I probably would have. All I drink is like seltzers now, though. So I'm, yeah. You know. Dude, seltzers are <laughs> awesome. Guy. Well, like, yo, you remember? It it's like it, it doesn't blow dude, you. Sel- it's good. Well, seltzers are oh, kind of fantastic. Like, seltzers are kind of like how TikTok was. Like <laughs> TikTok came around, was? just like seltzers came around, and it like is. people were afraid to acknowledge they existed, and like they were like awesome. And then, like, after a while, you were like, oh, shit, like, this thing's here to stay. And then, like, you start having it, and, like, it becomes, like, a more normal thing. And then you're like, dude, I fuck with seltzers. And, like, people are like, yeah, I download TikTok and I make TikToks. It's the same shit. Honestly, I like the way this beer feels in my hands. Like, it's got, you know... I don't know. The packaging on this is what gets me, honestly. Like, I thought you were going to get, like, very, like like deep and say like i like the way that the beer inside the can feels in my oh. hand and i was like dude like that's like too much bro it's it is 10 out of 10 packaging i will say that it's yeah it's, it's uh, really cool good luck not cool i did um i did like a so my buddy out here he has a youtube channel that he does like reaction live reactions to and uh he he like uh, his favorite bands are Fit for a King and ABR, so Good he definitely had he had these. But oh, like yeah. when he's doing his his reactions, he also does like a um a, a craft beer rating. Usually he's usually ju- like it's like brew of choice, and he like you know shouts out the beer or whatever. But when I went and did, he did an entire album review of Fit for Fit for a King's new album. And he was just like, yeah, the brew of choice is this ABR beer. And then he like poured it and I was like, damn, I hope he lets me try it. Like, but it was like in the middle of COVID. So obviously we didn't Uh, fucking do that whole thing. But I was like, damn, I kind of wanted to try that. And like, I saw this when he had it and I was like, damn, that shit looks so good. But my drummer, one of his favorite bands is ABR and, of course, when you sent it to me, I sent him a picture. I was like, check this shit out. And he was like, <laughs> hey, yo, where'd you get that? Are you drinking it? And I was like, yeah, it's accounted for. I'm sorry. He was like, can I have the can? He was like, can I have the can when you're done? I think I'm going to give him the can. Um, I, I like ABR, but like he would really enjoy this a lot more than, than what I would just have Honestly, it. Like, yeah, it, it's a collector's item. I mean, it, uh, it, it technically it is. is. Yeah. he's he's seen abr i want to say 12 times in the last seven yeah, years they, they just uh they just played in philly like to start their tour to back, start I think their it was, tour. Like, thursday mm-hmm. yeah i had practiced that i was like fuck man i wanted to go because they're doing the they're doing i think they're doing the whole constellations album like back to front so or front to back rather sick. Sick, yeah but. i so 
um, before the pandemic, their that Christmas show that they did in Lancaster. Yeah, we yeah. <laughs> I uh, I had a friend who um, she she like ran merch for one of the bands, so she got me in, and I went up there. I spent my birthday there actually. Um, Lancaster's a fun little town. Like we ended up leaving the show a little early, and we just went downtown, went to a pub. Like yeah, dude. Like that's yes. where our labels at. So like every time we go up there, it's like a, it's, it's like a fun time. Like yeah, it well, it felt so like backwards in time. Like we went into a pub and everybody's smoking cigarettes in there. Um, <laughs> like I don't smoke anymore. Like I've been cigarette free. I'm going on my fourth year now. So like I'm super hype about that. But or no, yeah, no, it's my fourth year. Um, but. Yeah, we're, like, in there, and people are smoking cigarettes, and, like, we're just fucking drinking, and it's loud. People are watching sports, you know, football and shit, and I'm just like, damn, I feel like I'm in a movie right now. Like, <laughs> that was the vibe that that shit gave me. I was like, I really like this. Uh, but they were, I mean, I stayed for, like, the whole concert. Like, we watched ABR, because ABR played, I want to say they played for over an hour, so we didn't stay for the whole set. Um, but... Their fucking their lights were like outrageous, dude. Like yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty wild, man. But uh yeah, the whole night it was great. Like, and I believe the show that they played in well I don't know, it Ice Nine Kills, I think Ice Nine Kills just played a show in Lancaster. Like Yeah, they they did the they did the launch festival because we were actually supposed to play that. Yeah. So. so where so where launch was, that's where their Christmas show was. It's at that Marriott yep. hotel. Yeah, 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 it's that huge ass hotel. Yeah. yeah. So when I that festival, it I watched all of Knock Loose's set from. Dude, they're so fucking good, dude. So from backstage, I was like on the stage. It was uh because I'm friends with the guys from Currents. And, yeah. Um. My friend Chris was like, yo, come up here and watch. And I was like, all right. And I'm just like watching them play from backstage. And that shit looks so crazy. Like I saw like at least 15 to 20 people crowd surfing in there. And I was just like, this is madness. Like this is (laughs) like it just looked like total destruction out there. And that's such a cool fucking venue. I want to rip that stage so bad one day. Like. It's so cool in there, but uh, yeah, George, George, we're talking about launch and like the re- like last week's show and all that. Who, stuff, so. who, Rory, who did your vocals for Hawk? Who was that out there? Do you remember? Oh, that that's Pat. It's or, Patrick from uh, Ice and Kills. That's he, what like, I figured. Yeah, him and Ricky did it. Yeah, dude, I like. That's like that was like one of my favorite features I had ever been a part of. It was like, it's I really good. I heard Old Hawk, and I was like, yeah, and I I know Ricky, so I was like, yeah, I'll do something, and then he sent me Universes, and I was like, this is the coolest fucking song I've ever heard from Hawk, like, so, it's just, like, very different than their other shit, so, um, yeah, I was like, damn, I can't wait, that'd be cool to, like, play that with them one day, but, uh, yeah, it's a good, it's a good time, man, I'm jealous, I I would love to play a show, but I mean. Eventually, it will happen, um, it's, it's crazy, because I had, like, a plethora of, like, what 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 how do i want to explain it like you know you know somebody who knows somebody so like i had andreas from siamese then matt from slaves came on 
and then you guys are here, but you also featured on Siamese um, for one of their singles too, which is like, do you like, let's just like do you and Kellen Quinn. Cause Kellen Quinn does a lot of features, <laughs> um, which is good in a sense, because like not only is he supporting good underground music, but he's putting his vocals out there. Like, is it, do you find it difficult to choose who you want to work with? Or like, do you, do you like, how, how do you, how does your process go with like choosing to be a feature on another song in a sense? I have to hear it and I have to kind of like vibe with it. There was definitely a point a few years ago where I was just like really desperate for cash. So on most stuff, I'd be like, yes, let's do something. Uh, and now, now though, it's nice. It gets to be a little bit more like, like there was a guy, there's a guy who's like really well known in the scene. He was doing something, and I I thought he was gonna send me something like super cool, and he sent me something, and I was like, I'm not like, I just feel like you you can get an instrumental, and you can be like, oh, I hear this, I hear this, like I can write this over it. And there's just sometimes where you get something, and you're like, that is not inspiring me at all. Like I don't mm. I don't think I'm like I I don't think I'm the guy for this. So, you know. Um, yeah, it just it depends on the band, depends on the song, but yeah, I mean, and I yeah, I mean, I love the guys in Hawk, so I mean, that was that was like an easy choice, and I just happened to love like that that particular song. I was like, this is great, like I, I would love to do something over this. So it just just kind of depends, you know. But mm-hmm. and it, it keep, keeps me busy too, just like keeps me. I feel like it keeps me on my keeps me on like my toes when I'm writing and stuff. So, but um, all right, let's close that episode out. I'm I'm kind of drunk and like we need to fucking like <laughs> we yeah, need to. We like, I don't I don't want to draw. I do I really don't want to draw this out. I'm fucking wasted. Like fucking like you know drinking well, beers and it's shit. It's like it's it's almost two a.m. here. So like <sighs> no yeah uh, no it's yeah it's one fifty two. But um fuck dude, I close this out. Know. Jesus Christ, guys, we drank. Dude, this is what I'm saying. Like I we we cut this down to three beers and I'm still drunk. Um. <laughs> It's so it's so refreshing to see Savage Hands and Dayseeker to come to um, a a a relevancy for touring and to be releasing new music and to be in the studio and such. And not only did we get to like taste test like cool fucking beers and shit, um, it's nice to know that like the industry is starting to open back up for the professional careers that you guys both have. Thanks, man. Thanks for the beers. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you so much. Thanks for having us, man. It was fun. 